Hey, hey, hey. Hey, everybody. Hey, Jack. How you doing? Hey, Marvin. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. We're going to start in a few minutes. Let's see if I can get Jacqueline to... Jacqueline, if you hey, yeah, I can. I was gonna mute this. Wait. Oh, good. Now I just need to figure out how to do there video. <laughs> okay, so if you click on your face and it says interview mode. And when it doesn't. <laughs> Try clicking on your face underneath on the bottom. Let's see. Uh, I'm gonna in invite you too, see if that works. Okay, let me see. Oh, I need to There you are. Hey. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great, except for that my dogs just started barking at me. I was going to say, is that your dog barking or is that like the audience? Like, is that one of the... <laughs> it's the dog barking. I'm just going to, I'm going to give him a cookie. Like, it's like I just got home from the supermarket and he thought he thinks I have food for him. Aww. This is this is real life, people. This is the real life of an entrepreneur. This is the way it works. Your kids or your dog need your attention when you're trying to do something, and guess what happens? You give them a cookie. I literally just gave my dog a cookie like ten minutes ago. <laughs> I know, but my my little dog just found out that the other one got a cookie. Let's see if he asks for one, but maybe I won't give him one. <laughs> there we go. So That's I was gonna. I figured we could just wait a few more minutes. I'm gonna um. I broadcasted it to everywhere. I'm gonna do that. And then where is it? There's all these there's all these great settings. Jack, I don't know if you've gotten a chance to like really look at the availabilities no. to us on this app, but it's pretty spectacular. And I love this interview. This is like so much better than Clubhouse. Yeah, no, this right. is great. I uh, I'm really excited. This is this is obviously my first time. So you're, but I did. I love that Fireside is so invested. Like going to that welcome Zoom and having them walk through everything. So I feel like I have a little sense, but I'm so hands on with stuff where I'm like, okay, let me let me see it to fully grasp it. So exactly. Well, I don't know if you went through it enough, but they you can. So we're we'll be able to download this recording and edit it. And then put it up places, which is super cool. Um, it is. So yeah, we're just trying to invite more people in. Sorry, I'm just I'm learning this too. That's okay. Are you sharing it to people on the app or outside of the app? I I did share it to the people app, in the app. Go ahead. Because yeah, outside the app, there's such a you know, time lag, if you will, right? Until then. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I just invited every all my people on the app. So let's see who's on. I know, so I just looked, there were some like bigger shows on and I saw some people that usually come into our room or my room in there. So I don't know if they're coming or not, but at least we'll be able to use this for social and do some yeah. other stuff. 
For sure. It's all good. So Jacqueline, welcome. J-A-C-L-Y-N. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, I always like to start my sessions with tell us who you are and what you do. All right. Well, hello. I'm Jacqueline Malone. I am host of the Go To Gal podcast, and I help entrepreneurs get known as that go to in their industry, both the the marketing to to get out there and build your business and your brand as that go to gal or go to authority, but also the inner work. The two go hand in hand. So we work a lot on mindset as well. I love how you bring that yeah. together. You bring the inner work versus the outer work. Can you tell us a little bit about what you mean by the inner work? Sure. So my my background is in sales and marketing. And when I came into this industry six years ago, I was really just leaning into that side of it. And what I realized is when I was putting myself out there as a personal brand, right, as we're building brands around our own expertise, it's, it's personal. And I myself struggled a lot with comparison, imposter syndrome, self-doubt, you know, overthinking, all of the things, right? And so I was hiring coaches, trying courses, reading books, doing all the things. And like, what is going on? I remember telling my coach, I'm normally such a confident person. business, right? Putting myself out there, doing something outside of that comfort zone brought up all of this stuff. Now, the interesting thing is I was going on this journey. And as I started to bring my, I had a membership at the time as I started to bring them into the conversation, I was offering one-on-one calls. Every single person I got on a call with, mindset came up. In the group calls, the mindset wasn't coming up. But every time I got on a private call with someone, the mindset was coming up. And I'm like, everyone, it was a total mirror to my own experience. And so back then, I was still so new to that side of things. that, But I was like, okay, well, this is what I'm experiencing and what I'm learning. And I brought them in on that journey with me. And I joke that as soon as I started to do that, that's when they actually started doing what I told them to do (laughs) on the marketing (laughs) side of things, right? I was like, here's the strategy. But why aren't you implementing the strategy? Oh, because you have all this mindset stuff going on. I can relate to that. I experienced it too. Here's what I did. And that coupling together is what actually got them into action. So uh, so over the years, I've really zoned in on both of those because it's you can't have one without the other. The more we're putting ourselves out there, and I actually have reframed this in my own mind to say, okay, if I'm not feeling any of that imposter syndrome, if I'm not feeling any of that uncomfortableness, I'm I'm probably playing it small, right? I'm I'm staying in that in that comfort zone, <laughs> right? And so now that's my yeah. sign. Those feelings do come up of that's the sign of growth. That's the sign that I'm actually putting myself out there and trying to grow. So that's probably more than you wanted to well, know, but that's really where that where it no, all began. No. Energy there. I have so many questions about that. I'm like, which which questions should I ask first? So I as we're friends. I know, you know, that I've been swifting what I'm doing a little bit, but I've been growing and I've been growing rapidly. It's so uncomfortable. And I continually tell myself, this is what growing looks like. This is what growing feels like. This is normal. This is okay. Like this, like uncomfortable, like, can I go hide in my closet kind of feeling is what everyone feels. And I really, I haven't 
haven't done it lately, but I, I was doing a lot over the summer and I was like, I would just go on my Insta live and be like, I'm really uncomfortable that everything's working. Like, I think a lot of people think that all the mindset stuff like goes away once you're successful at something. But you know, I love your opinion. Like I find like every time you jump, that's when all it, the same exact stuff comes. It's just kind of different in your eyes view. Totally. And it shows up different for different people. So we can get into that in a, in a little bit, but I, what I found is that sometimes people are like, Oh, like early on a business. No, like this is a marker of growth. And so I really do. You have the best, healthiest way to look at this as it is. It's your sign that you're growing, that you're stretching outside of that comfort zone. You know, they, there's that old saying that the, the opposite growing isn't standing still, right? We tend to think like, oh, I've plateaued or I'm stuck. And the visual is staying where we are, but the opposite of growing, which, you know, I'm not going to go to the extreme version, but it's shrinking, I like to say, right? So if you're not growing, you're shrinking. And and so that's really a reframe on the comfort zone. Because when we say comfort zone, it's like, well, maybe I want to stay in my comfort zone, right? But I don't want to stay in my shrinking zone. And so there's that, Ooh, I like that, that. that healthy zone where it's growth. It's not so far out of your comfort zone. I'm like outside of the screen. It's not so far out of your comfort zone that you're off the screen. Right. <laughs> and that you paralyze yourself into inaction because sometimes there are things like that that come up and then you're not you're so far outside of it that you can't even take that action so it's finding that healthy balance I think of okay I'm uncomfortable but I'm growing and I can still be taking action through it <laughs> it's that yeah uh, Lily's in the room thank Lily's agreeing with us thank you Lily Hi, um and I think we can lend that a lot to visibility and really being seen in your business because if you're too afraid to be seen as a business person to like really show up on these kind of, on these kind of programs on lives and doing that and letting and lending lending yourself to build an audience to see you like what are the maybe you can give us like the top three mindset blocks that you really see from your audience you know so i actually think this ties in really well with a quiz i have so this is something i i started putting together being like okay what are the different <laughs> ways that people self-sabotage right and i hate that expression self-sabotage but i know that that's like what people use I'm like true. okay this is not self-sabotage right this is that that inner we'll say inner critic i like to say that inner villain voice that's in your head that is sabotaging you it's not you it's this other thing outside of you but what i realized with my clients is that it looked different and i'm like everyone's talking about inner critic but inner critic is not the same is what I was seeing, right? Like this inner critic looks wildly different in different types of people. So I, I dug in and, and with my own research and then, and then layered it with some other research and basically came up with these three different sabotage styles that people tend to have. Now we all can, we all are capable of doing all of the forms of sabotage, right? But we all have that that primary style. And when you know what your primary style of, of sabotage is, you can recognize it better, right? You can, it's, it's that awareness is really the first step for being able to break the pattern of the sabotage, which is really what it is, right? We're programmed to, when things are going a certain way, uh, there's the sabotage that pops up. <laughs> so if we can recognize that, we can break, we have the power to break the pattern. So right. the three different, so with the quiz that I have, it is the, 
which movie villain is sabotaging your success? Because it. we're going to talk about something heavy like self-sabotage. We're going to make it fun. So you actually want to find it out, right? So the three different villains, I'll, I'll give it all away here. The three different villains that come up are either Ursula from Little Mermaid, Miranda Priestly from Devil Wears Prada, or of course the classic Regina George from Mean Girls, <laughs> right? <laughs> now what they represent are the three different sabotage styles. So with Ursula, which is my inner villain voice is Ursula, her sabotage style is they tend to, so all of the villains tend to sabotage you in an area where you have a superpower. So for with Ursula, she sabotages my thoughts. So one of my biggest superpowers is strategy and thinking and analyzing things, right? And so be, she takes that thing that normally is my go-to and distorts my thoughts. So that could mean misinterpreting things. Oftentimes it means overthinking things and just avoiding the thing that is really, you know, stressing me out or feeling overwhelming because my thoughts are like, that's too much. And I, and I, and she wants me to avoid them. So that is her sabotage style. Now with Miranda, her sabotage style is very different. Those types of people that have Miranda as a villain voice, it's not you're a Miranda, it's Miranda is your villain voice. Oh, one of their greatest superpowers is their intuition, their gut on things. And with Miranda, she sabotages that gut instinct. So that could mean abruptly firing a client. <laughs> that could mean mid-launch questioning your whole business. <laughs> that could mean, you know, um, and that could also mean something like, let's say you delegated something to a team member and they didn't perform, they didn't do it the way that you wanted to. Now you're like, oh, no, I just have to do it and staying up all night and doing it yourself. No one can do it like I do. And so that's where, if you notice, these two types are very different, right? So it's one could be totally overthinking and avoiding things. The other is it's a distortion of the instinct. And so thinking, mm. oh, I just need to work harder and then I'm going to get that that goal, right? Or I need to quit the whole thing and that's going to be the solution. And so that's where I say it looks so different for everyone because it's not always thoughts, right? With Miranda, it's a distortion of the instinct. And so people that have that inner villain voice tend to not relate as much to the self-doubt talk and, and comparison because they're not experiencing it like that, right? They're experiencing it through this other way of the distortion of their instinct. And then the, the last but not least, the Regina villain voice is that traditional mean girl, right? So the people who have Regina as their villain voice, they tend to be very empathetic. And what Regina does is she distorts their feelings. So they tend to get overwhelmed with the emotion of something going on. And that could be, oh, self-doubt, comparison. But instead of, you know, it can look very similar to Ursula, but instead of the thinking about it, it's the feeling of it, right? It's the, oh, I'm, I'm never going to be good enough you know, I mess this up and, and really taking it on very personally and, and the overwhelming of emotions that that go on with that. So those are the three different types and we all can do all of them, but you definitely have a an inner villain that has your predominant uh, <laughs> sabotage style. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's important to, to identify that so you can break that pattern. 
Um, I'm so glad that you talked through your quiz. So where can people find your quiz so they can go take it now that they know all about it? Okay, so so if you go to JacquelineMalone.com forward slash quiz, you can take the quiz for free. You may already have an inkling of which one you are, but when you take the quiz for free, we also give you our our conquer plan for how to conquer that inner villain voice. So if you you think you might know, take it to validate to see if you did get the right one and, and you get that conquer plan for free as well. Yeah, I think I took it like three times and I was like, I'm not an Ursula. I'm oh. not. And then I was like, oh, I'm an Ursula. Okay, I think you I are. Got it. I think it took me a little. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, like, I didn't want to be Ursula. I don't know why. But, you know, one thing that I find a lot of my clients do, and honestly, like I do as well, I'm like, well, that's really hard to think about. So I'm not going to think about it. I'll just do this. And I'm just going to push through it. And I never, it, and it always comes back. It's not like it's not going to be there. But I actually was just talking to a friend of mine before this, and she's coming up with, um, she wants to do VIP days, something that I don't think you do anymore. I don't remember. I don't do VIP days, but I do yeah. do one-off intensives. So she was talking about the, do, exactly what you're saying, one-off intensives, which we, we, we both do. I want to just make sure the audience can hear that you do them. Um, but she was like, but what if my advice doesn't get them anywhere? And what if I don't, I can't get everything done in two hours. And what, and I was like, babe, you know, and she's a, she's a six figure plus entrepreneur. She's been doing this for 20 years. Like it just, this stuff keeps coming up. So I was wondering if you have any advice to like, how do you put the little things to bed? The imposter syndrome, the bigger stuff is stuff that we just consistently need to work through. And I don't feel like, I'd love to hear what you say. I don't feel like you ever get past it. But are those those little things that we can do um, to move it? Like I'm definitely trying to do more morning routine, which isn't working very well, but I'm trying. So I was wondering what you think about that. Oh, there's so many things here. And I think part of this is also establishing a habit of, of, of doing some type of mindset practices, routines, because one, you don't want to wait till you're at the point or you're like totally, you know, swimming in it. Right. And it really is. It's it's like personal hygiene. Like, OK, you showered, but you're going to need to shower again. Like maybe not every day, but like let's go for every other day at least. Right. And so that's I really think being proactive and and. I hate the word consistent. I have ADHD and being consistent about things is, is challenging so for me. But I will say establishing that that habit, even if it's not every day, but several times a week of doing whatever those things are. For me, meditating is a big part of that. But with your friend, I think this is All a right. good scenario. It's a good like real life, like, okay, let's let's talk about this. Because sometimes it's mindset and sometimes it's strategy, right? So, okay, in your friend's scenario, she wants to have this offer, but she's worried that it's not going to get her clients the results. Results, yeah. So I think it's important to look at both sides of this because sure, part of this might be mindset, but also how are we setting realistic expectations with our clients? So maybe, she's normally used to working with someone over six months and now it's going to be one day and it's not realistic that they're going to get that same result. Right. So maybe it's her taking a closer look at, okay, what is that realistic expectation? Because if she can clearly communicate that she's going to feel more confident selling the offer and they're going to feel more believable that it's actually going to work. Right. If it's not some unrealistic thing. And you're also teaching 
your clients how to measure their success. And so if it is something that really can't happen in one day or in a couple hours, then changing the package makes a lot of sense. Now, if this is something that she knows, like, it's like, okay, you're just having a moment, <laughs> right? Which yeah. I have, yeah, I've, was- I've seen this all the yeah. time and yeah. I've had it, of course, myself, but I, you know, have a front row seat to my clients who experience this where it's like, okay, you know, people get results from your program. And I think in those in those scenarios, it's okay, let's look at the evidence. Like, is this true? Like you have these, but how come you have these testimonials and how come that last client you helped get this? Right. And, you know, maybe there's one, maybe the reason why it's coming up is because there was a, a recent scenario with a client. Maybe somebody asked for a refund or wasn't happy with something. Well, when those things are uncomfortable, she's, if, I have no idea if this even ever happened, but it's easy yeah, to just, take yeah. those things on, right? And let it distort right. the reality of situations. And even oh, yeah. when you're experiencing the feeling of it, you might feel like, oh, I don't want to lean in too close to it. But sometimes when you actually lean into it, it's like, oh, you know what? That really wasn't the right type of client for me, or they weren't at the right part of business. Oh, sure. Or you know what? Totally. That person does that to everybody. <laughs> Right. You know, oh, and there's you that start... one person we all kind of trade around. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and so when you start to look at that, you can you can also start to see too. So I think in situations like this, it's good to balance the mindset side of it with the strategy because sometimes it's too much of a. There's coaches out there that'll be like, "You just tell yourself you're awesome and you go sell that," and the person's like, "I don't believe that, right?" Or it's too big of a stretch, you know. Yeah. And oh, so totally. it might take doing a couple calls for free for them to build up that confidence. It might take going back and looking at the success that they've had with other people in a similar scenario. Whatever that is, it's like, how do you get yourself into that energy? Because that's the energy that you want to sell from. Thank you so much for that advice. And I think a lot of people hearing this will really see themselves in it. Like, oh, I didn't, I didn't think about it that way and really reframing it. Um, I work very hard to not be connected to the outcome of my lower, my lower touch offerings. Cause I have the, you know, the power hour and I do the intensives like you do, but they're, you know, they're a one-off. They're not, it's not a, a recurring thing that I can really help them through. So I have to be able to detach myself from them. Yes. I try to get them to be recurring. That's always my, you know, my larger plan is to keep you in my funnels. Um, but what I get from a lot of that, I, and I said this to her too, I was like, you'd be surprised that one little thing that you think is nothing changed their whole world. And I, and I know I've seen you have these conversations in groups that I've been in, that you've been leading, like one comment from you or one comment from, from a client changes everything. And I think that being open to that um, and, and changing that little thing, because I think this is also part of that, like the have to versus get to. Mm-hmm. Like when you can do that switch, all that other stuff kind of makes it easier. You know, it's not, it's not a mind shift. It's a, I don't know what you call What would you call it? Just a. I think that yeah. is a mind shift of the going from okay. of that energy of, oh, I have to do this or I have to, I have to get on these calls or I have to sell this offer to right. get to do this. Like this is an opportunity. It's. You know, it's taking the same exact thing and putting an entirely different energy to it. It's not something that you're obligated to do. It's something that you get the opportunity to do. That's how I feel about doing TV. Like I, I made bourbon cocktails for Green Bay Morning News last week. 
Like, first of all, <laughs> making bourbon cocktails on Green Bay, Wisconsin morning TV kind of blew my mind. But I get to be, I get to do that. That's a piece of my business that I get to. So I want everyone listening to think about that. What's the pieces of their business that they get to do? And maybe how we can take the have to and move it over this column. Um, I know you have a group program coming up called Best Month Ever that I did. I think I did it earlier this year and loved it. Um, what's the, what's the, I would say what's the strategy, but what's the catapult behind that? And what, what can people get out of your program? Sure. So first best month ever, you know, it's, it's a live program. It's a live experience. It's 10 days. It's $97. So it's, it's a mix of that live experience, but also something that's affordable. I think this, the whole story of how it came together though, is I'm biased, but I think it's really interesting. And for those of you that have courses or programs, this is be a good takeaway for how you can look at your own stuff, but it also gives you insight into the magic behind it. So a few years ago, I created a new course and actually I created a course. The course was called go to gal. And this is before I even had the podcast go to gal. It was the go to gal was my tagline. And I'm like, Oh, let's turn this into a course. So it was like the early beginning bubbling of the go to gal brand. So I had this new course. It was the first time I was running it. And so I was running it live and doing weekly group coaching calls. And I had about, I don't know, maybe 15 people in the program. Now I had a whole course. They were going through modules. I was, I was working with a curriculum designer to like get all the, you know, modules and stuff. All right. And within the first couple of weeks of running this course live, people started posting in our Facebook group. I just had my best month ever. It's already my best month ever. And, and all of this, and like literally multiple of them had had their best month ever. Now that was not the goal necessarily of the, it was helping them get known as that go-to expert. It was going to be a three month experience. And so I'm like, okay, well, this is really interesting. So I'm like, oh, where are you in the course? You know, like what module you're on? Like, what was it that helped you? And they're like, oh, we haven't started the course yet. <laughs> You must have exploded at that point. Like, what? I'm like, what? I'm like, you haven't started the course yet. I'm like, so, like, what is it that's helping you have this best month ever then? And they're like, well, we're just doing what you told us to do on the coaching calls. So that summer, I'm like, what did I say on these coaching calls? Like, I got to go back and re listen. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so I go back and listen. And what was the coaching calls? The coaching calls was digging into mindset and pairing it with simple sales strategies. So simple that I admit, I never even thought to put them in the program because it just seemed so basic, which I think is as a, as a course creator, as a, as a mentor is, is just an important lesson for all of us that like, where do you think you need to start and back it up? Right? Mm -hmm. So the core is okay. What do you, what do you do to have this be your best month ever? Which was not the intent, but it was, I was trying to help people have fast results. Right? So you got to tackle mindset and then do all the things that you know you should do, but you're probably not doing because of mindset. Right? So, Let's look at your leads, follow up with them. <laughs> Let's look at your current and past clients. What could you be upselling or downselling to those people? And let's look at your network. Who could you reach out to and ask for referrals? If I pare it down, that's the bones of it, right? But why do people not do those things? Well, because mindset gets in the way and 
because maybe they don't know how to say or what's, you know, you get in your head about like, what do I actually, how do I do it? What's the strategy? And so with Best Month Ever, we break that down. I give you email, copy, paste templates for what to say in those emails, the full strategy, how to, you know, think about what those offers are going to be or how you're going to phrase it. And, and of course, all of this with mindset to just open up your mind to what's really out there and possible because it's so easy to be like, oh, I need more followers. I need more opportunities. But we have so much that's right in front of us that we're just not even seeing as opportunity. And when it comes to having that, that fast momentum, which I think is pivotal for the long-term momentum. You know, if we, if you are trying to go to grow your audience, to sell something new, to have that bigger, great, but let's get some momentum going with all those seeds you've already planted and then take that momentum and channel it into that next thing. Right? So this is a great way for you to really tap into everything you've already been doing, but haven't fully seen through and tapped into to see those opportunities and to, yeah, to make sales and have your best month ever, really. So that's that's what it's all about. That's a little bit of the magic behind it, but that's where it came from. And then I, I pulled it out and made it its own, you know, two week experience or 10 day experience. And we run it live, which having the community and building in that live coaching calls, you know, connection. A lot of people in the community hire each other. We do prizes, you know, I'm not above bribing you to take some action, like all, <laughs> all of that. Okay. Well, I, I can't wait to do it again. And I have to get back to the, to the login, but thank you so much for explaining that and really showing up today to tell us a little bit about how our mindset gets in the way of our visibility and how showing up is really as easy as showing up. You've inspired me. I have, I, to be completely transparent, I got a contact for the Drew Barrymore show on Friday and I haven't emailed them. The email is written. I just haven't. Like, Cause I don't, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm going to put, it was like, I don't know if the email is good enough, if it's explaining enough, because this is something that I really want to happen. I really want to be on Drew Barrymore making bourbon cocktails at nine o'clock in the morning. That's really what I want to be doing. And I keep putting it out there. Um, but I'll, I'm going to push send. It was, and for no reason other than I was just being nervous and, yeah. and you know, the conversation, I'm thinking about what the conversation was with myself is that the email isn't going to get noticed. But if I was a client of mine, I'd be like, it's okay. It's the first one. It's the 13th email you want to get noticed. It's okay. Totally. So I appreciate the reminder yes. that we do all this stuff to ourselves. And like, I think we said before, like what this personal, I mean, this entrepreneurship journey that we're all on is really all about personal development. It is. That's like, that's yeah. really what it is. And the more, if you look at the people that you admire, I always feel like, you know, who they are, what they're about, what they're kissy for breakfast. Like, Sometimes, honestly, I do look at, um, you know, you don't use your kids as much as some other people do, but a lot of people use their kids for content. And it's a lot, you know, but, but a lot of them also serve the mommy sector. So it's understandable. Yeah. My kids are not that interesting. <laughs> you know, my kids are 15, My kids are really cute. So it's hard not like, to post them, but they're not, I don't really create content around them. No, you don't. You don't, not at all. Your content's always full of information and full of great stuff. Um, so I just sometimes feel like, you know, yeah, you not there, but I'm going to send the email. Audience, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. No, I appreciate it. Jacqueline, thank you so much for joining us on Behind the Spotlight today. We didn't talk about, about brands. We talked about how to get the visibility, sorry, how to get the mindset right so that you can step into visibility and you can get those brands to notice you um, and get everything you've ever desired. 
Um, everybody that's listening, because this is going to be posted, Jacqueline is uh, available on Fireside as well as everywhere else. Jacqueline, where can they find you um, if they're not on the app? Sure. You can come on over to Instagram at uh, Jacqueline underscore Malone and send me a message there. Awesome. DM her all your mindset questions and let's get in. Let's make the best month ever. Jacqueline's best month ever. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for being my friend and coming on. Um, I can't wait to have you on again. Have a great day. Oh, thank you so much. I've, I've had a blast as always. I always <laughs> love connecting with you and leave our conversation so inspired. Thank you so much. Bye, everybody. Thanks for coming. Thanks for being on the show. I'll send you all the stuff that happens afterwards. Okay. Okay. Bye, Jack. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.